Friday, on Broadway for Friday, November 16th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And from the North Pole, I'm Broadway star's James Marino. <laughs> I was going to ask, James, this uh, nor'easter caught everybody off guard a little bit, it sounds like. I understand how we- weather catches us off. I don't understand how weather catches us off guard. It just doesn't make any sense to me. If people were paying more attention to the whiz kid, Harry Enten, I'm sure ah. that they would have known. It sounds like the though that the salt crews and everything didn't didn't make it out before the uh, before the torrential flurry downpour. You know, I was uh, sitting in the ivory tower this afternoon uh, doing some work uh, and looking out uh, over downtown Manhattan from thirty six stories high, and it was all clear and great. And then, like, I looked down and did a few more things, and I looked up, and there was, like, a flurry. You couldn't see anything. So I, it, <laughs> did, it did sneak up on us. Mm. So, Should have listened to Harry. Yeah, but I, it's, it's just stories of uh, commuting. I mean, oh. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. I, I am so glad I can see palm trees out my window right now. <laughs> Oh, the seeing of the palm trees, the happiness that goes along with that, and the happiness of maybe a good New York Times review, right? So uh, the reviews are in for The Prom on Broadway. Yes, James. Last night, the new musical The Prom opened at the Long Acre Theater on Broadway, featuring a book by Bob Martin and Chad Begellin and music by Matthew Scalar, with lyrics also by Begellin. The show is directed by Casey Nicola, who also choreographs and stars a who-who of just delightful Broadway stars, <laughs> including Brooks Ashmanskis, Beth Level, Christopher Sieber, uh, Josh Lehman and, and more. Um, and it stars really at the center of the story, uh, a not a newcomer, but a, definitely a first-time star, Caitlin Kanunen. And James, as you mentioned, these reviews are almost uniformly wonderful. Uh, Jesse Green from the New York Times made the show a critic's pick, saying, quote, the prom begins when a theater critic for the New York Times writes a pan so poisonous that the show he's reviewing dies on the spot. That's ridiculous. It could never happen. At any rate, it won't happen now because the prom, which opened on Thursday at the Longacre Theater, is such a joyful hoot. With its kinetic dancing, broad mugging, and belty anthems, it makes you believe in musical comedy again. He continues, quote, As in many of the greatest Golden Age musicals, they latch on to a subject of topical importance, using its gravity to anchor their satire and their satire to leaven its earnestness. Uh, in full hairspray mode, they mostly succeed. Green goes on to make comparisons between the show and Bye Bye Birdie as well and praises the cast almost uniformly. So that's a really great, fantastic review from the New York Times, but it's not the only one. Adam Feldman from Time Out in New York said, quote, Though it teases Broadway, the prom has the appealing scrappiness of a party thrown by the theater community for itself, and nowhere is this celebration more joyous than in the deliciously hammy performances of its two season stars who take their over the top, uh, who take over the top dizzy. I can't read this. I'm so excited. Who take over the top to dizzying heights. The hilarious Ashmanskis never seems more than a hop, skip, and jump away from actually hopping, skipping, and jumping. And Level turns her big number, a pastiche called The Ladies Improving, into pure show tune butter. It's not the show, it's them. They're lovable. Uh, 
Though the Wall Street Journal's Terry Teachout says, quote, the prom is really, really funny. And much of it, to my surprise, is funny at the expense of the good guys. And Frank Rizzo of Variety says that it has, quote, a tuneful score, a playful book and performances that remind you what Broadway heart and chutzpah are all about. Though those are really nice reviews from from uh, some from some prestigious critics. Not everyone liked it. One of the few lone dissenting voices out by the time we were recording was Matt Winman from AM New York, who said, quote, Many important social issues, inclusion, arts education, community outreach, get run over by lame humor, underwhelming songs, and ultra hammy performances in this original musical, which is so flimsy, tacky, and amateurish that it leaves you wondering how it got to Broadway in the first place. Clearly, his opinion, much different from the rest of the critics, at least so far from the ones that we have. But, James, I did not see the prom when I was in New York last time. It was like that next one on my list. But I'm really uh, I'm really pleasantly surprised by these reviews. I'm really, really happy for the for this group of folks, both on stage and off stage. And uh, I hope this helps turn the the grosses around because this seems like just an absolute ball of fun. So, of course, yesterday when I said Brooke Yashmanskis and Beth Level, you know, couldn't they get anybody funny? I was kidding, folks. Yes. Did people take you seriously? Yes. I got it. Yeah. yeah those are, people those are like two of the funniest people in theater. Yeah. Well, what was the show directly previous to this at the— At the, at the uh, Long Acre? The Long Acre, yeah. Well, A Bronx Tale was right before this at the Long Acre. I see this uh, this weekend, and I'm really anxious because I really like Matt Winman, and I usually agree with him. So, <laughs> so uh, maybe not this time. Yeah, maybe Hopefully you know, not. Okay, it's good. It's okay for friends to disagree. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. As long as you agree with me, it's everything's fine. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up in the news, uh, the Eno switches it up. Man of La Mancha casting. Yeah, uh, ENO, the English National Opera. But yeah, you remember, James, a, a little over a month ago, we discussed a Baz Bombaboy report that Bryn Turfel, who played Sweeney Todd in Lincoln Center's um, Sweeney Todd, um, that he and Kelsey Grammer were going to play Don Quixote and Sancho Panza, yeah. respectively. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, we talked about it. And hey, maybe they should transfer this. ENO came over with Sunset. Well, for the first time that I can ever remember, it turns out that Baz was wrong what at least partially now admittedly when we talked about that original report he said that those two stars were in talks he hadn't confirmed it but last night he confirmed via the producer that grammar the five-time emmy and one-time tony winner as a producer on the color purple revival believe it or not will be in the production but not as sancho but as don quixote himself Mm -hmm. bama boy is also reporting that the self-described opera's coolest soprano, Danielle Denise, will play Aldanza slash Dulcinea. Tickets go on sale Friday morning, depending on when you're listening to this. It's London time, so they might already be on sale. But um, the performances will begin on April 26th. Now, James, I could easily see Kelsey singing Sancho. I don't – well, actually, it's, it's pretty high. That part's actually really high, so he might not have been able to do it. But I still see him singing that. A lot more than I see him singing Don Quixote, don't you? I mean, maybe that's just me, but that seems like a I mean, that's a Stokes part. That's not a Kelsey part. Yeah. Um, you know, but sometimes uh people make accommodations if they think that somebody will sell tickets. Yeah, but this is the E and this isn't like 
this isn't like the Geffen in Los Angeles that wants movie stars. Yeah. This is the English National Opera. <laughs> uh, they need green money, too. Or actually, their money's not all green, is it? No. Hardly I was going to say. Any it, of it. No, it hardly it? any of it's green, isn't it? <laughs> it's all the colorful stuff. It's really pretty. It's very, very pretty money. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've had too much coffee tonight. That's right. All right. Okay. So, uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's Buzzkill. Sorry. This next story. <sighs> a man disrupts a performance of Fiddler on the Roof tour. Yeah, um, this is absolutely uh, reprehensible, James. But according to reports from audience members, as the curtain fell on the first act of Fiddler on the Roof at the Baltimore Hippodrome Theater on Wednesday night, a man stood up in the balcony and shouted, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump, fearing uh, a shooting, which is not out of the realm of possibilities when some moron screams that. Audience members in the balcony began to run as quickly as possible. Security reportedly quickly apprehended the man and took him out of the theater where he was met by police. Um, I haven't been able to see any reports about him being arrested, James, which seems crazy to me. Following a, a, the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting and other abhorrent acts by racists and anti-Semitic anti -Semitic assholes, to me, screaming hate speech in a crowded theater is the modern day equivalent of screaming fire in a crowded theater. So to me, at least charge him with inciting a riot, you know, slap him with whatever penalty you can, but this should be prosecuted. And, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, some people said, Oh, and I don't want to call people out, but said so you shouldn't, it, it, you, you can't defile a theater like that. It's not about defiling a theater. It's not about fiddler on the roof. Even it's just about, we can't let, assholes do this on a regular basis and think that they can get away with it without some sort of punishment. I have the punishment. Okay, bring it. Uh, I'm going to put this jerk in a room with Harvey Firestein. Oh. Let Harvey have his way. Playing Tevya or just in general? Whatever Harvey wants to do. Okay, Maybe yeah, put Nathan in there too. Well, that'd be good. I mean, Harvey Harvey did play uh, Tevya, so I mean, he he could do the whole thing. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's just what a just obnoxious and and we don't need to get into what is actually behind this, because I think we all know why we have seen more things like this happen in the past you know, two years. So I don't feel like we need to get into that. But I'm just so tired of this. I, I mean, and, and I'm like and again, straight white guy here uh, owning my privilege. I know I'm very rarely, if ever, the butt of these type of things, but just knowing that they're going on and other people have to uh, deal with this, it, it makes my skin crawl. Okay, Matt, what other news do you have for us? Okay, a few things that are a little more fun than that. Uh, uh, going back to London like we were with Man of La Mancha, yesterday it was announced that the MCU's trickster god Loki himself, Tom Hiddleston, will play Robert uh, in the Pinter, at the Pinter production of Betrayal. The Golden Globe and Olivier-winning star will lead the production from March 5th through June 1st of 2019. Tickets go on sale on November 30th. The other two points of the show's love triangle will be announced in due time. If you've forgotten... Uh, celebrating the centennial of Harold Pinter's uh, birth, the Pinter Theater in London's West End is doing an entire season of Pinter plays. Also, yesterday, the initial casting for the 2019 Lyrics and Lyricists season at the 92nd Street Y has been announced, running from January 26th through January 28th. Santino Fontana creates and stars 
and will have Manhattan, Rogers and Hart in New York. Joining him will be his Tootsie co-star Lily Cooper, his Cinderella co-star Anne Harada, his Encore 1776 co-star Vishal Viada, and his wife, who he has done shows with as well, Jessica Fontana. Then on February 25th, hot off the London run of Hadestown, Andre DeShields will be joined by Jared Grimes, Matthew Saldivar, Betsy Wolf, and one other cast member to be named in Yes, I Can, the Sammy Davis Jr. songbook. Then from March 30th through April 2nd, Jack O'Brien will direct Sondheim Wordplay, written by Jack Feldman. Cast for that will be announced. Then on Monday, May 6th, the Lyrics and Lyricists Artistic Director and RNH President Ted Chapin will host a beautiful dawning Oklahoma at 75 exclamation point. Got to get the exclamation point in there with Oklahoma. And then from June 1st through the 3rd, the wonderful Mo Rocca. Broadway vet Mo Rocca will host live and in living color songs for TV, not the opening number from Catch Me If You Can, the musical, although I think that show got a very bad rap. Um, that one should be fun uh, as well. And then finally, speaking of songs on TV, yesterday it was announced that joining CBS's coverage of the 2018 Thanksgiving Day Parade will be a performance from Head Over Heels. If you remember, Head Over or, uh, CBS does the performances from the theater, so this will be filmed at the Hudson Theater and part of the broadcast. Uh, James, I you know I I saw the show when I was in New York, and it's a lot of fun. So I'm hoping that they can. Get a few extra butts in the seats during the holidays because I think it's probably closing in January. But either way, happy that it's finally getting its first real national television exposure. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Oh my goodness, it's Friday already, isn't it? Friday, uh, Friday. Yeah. Friday. Do we Gotta have, get down on Friday. Do we have something on Saturday in the uh, feed? I don't, I don't know. I don't recall. Yeah. But I know Sunday there'll be this week on Broadway with uh, Peter Flish and Michael Portantier. And uh, come back on Monday and Matt and I will be starting off the week with you then. Talk to you then. Talk to you then.